I, I don't know. I don't, re- I didn't really have a plan to like start this in any particular way. So if there's anything you want to do. I don't have anything in particular to start this off other than welcome. Yeah, I welcome to the show. We probably should have prepared ahead of time. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is the Out of the Box podcast, the show where we don't prepare ahead of time. Uh, my name is Avi. Um, yeah, uh, a little about me. Um, I'm a Nationals fan. I'm depressed, but hey, the Mets already lost Jacob deGrom earlier than I expected to. And also we have some new sick uniforms, so there's that to be happy about. Uh, that's me. Um, yeah. I guess that means it's my turn to introduce myself. Uh, I'm Savon. I'm a Red Sox fan, even though I've never been to Boston. No, I'm not a bandwagon. And the reason I'm in love with the Red Sox is because of math. Because what other reason in my sad little life would I have to get involved in a sport except math? Which is fun because I'm the one who actually lives in Boston. That's it right now. I go to college here. Imagine. Although for what it's worth, as someone from Florida, your other options were the Rays and the Marlins. So absolutely not. It's never happening in a million years. Yeah, I guess we could I guess if we want to start off with anything, um, you know, is do we want to talk about the uh, how the off season went first? You have any hot takes for the season, um, division winners, anything particular you wanted to start with? Not really. I guess we could go chronologically talk about the off season first and then work our way through. Uh, obviously, the big thing that happened there, there was kind of a work stoppage and a lockout that was pretty disappointing. But also, I I saw it coming even though I didn't want to admit it that it probably would happen the whole process was pretty like doomed from the beginning as you know it was when you when the meetings ahead of time were lasting like less than 10 minutes and I mean both sides definitely had issues that they wanted to work like you know needed to work on but I do think that like the players definitely didn't want to get screwed over like they did for the last CBA which I totally understand, but also the owners were like being complete assholes about it the entire time, especially because they're complaining they're not making enough money that they lost too much money from 2020. And then you just see, even when it ends, teams like the Reds and the Athletics just shedding all their payroll, even though there's no reason for them to even do that. It's like, even though we did come to a conclusion and like, the lockout did end I feel like it's not as satisfying of a conclusion as it probably could have been because the long length it took to get there was a lot worse than it needed to be yeah I definitely agree with that I don't know as I kept like reading into it I was just like even the agreement that they come to nobody's gonna necessarily be happy at least from a side of the fans like, we get what we get, but ultimately, I don't think anybody's satisfied with the way that things went. Like, they, there was no, re- like, they didn't need to bring back the runner on second base rule. I don't, I still don't get how that became a thing again. That's I such really a don't either. dumb rule. It is. Because they said that, oh, it's just going to happen this one year, and then 
you know, 2020, oh, it's not back anymore. And then surprise, it actually is. Although I do like how we're finally getting umpires mic'd up to make, you know, PA announcements. Because like every other sport does that. Hmm. The American sport actually transitioning into being like every other sport. Who would have thought that would have been a smart idea? What? I mean, granted, there's, there's granted just like the simple safer out hand signals is all they would really need. But at least for like, because baseball, there's not really penalties that need to be explained. It's like the only major sport where that's not the case. True. Because at least with watching like an NHL game, you have the thrill of like every penalty has its own unique hand symbol. That's at least fun to keep track of. But I mean, I will say for what, as much as it sucked that the deadline did exist, I did really like the fact that like um, we basically had an unofficial free agent deadline, like right before the lockout went into effect. And I thought that was like a lot of fun to like keep track of. It wasn't fun because that, that meant I had to slowly watch Max Scherzer become a Met, but it was pretty cool in the large grand scheme of things. I remember staying up to like 2 a.m. scrolling Twitter. It's like, oh, oh, who's going to sign next? I mean, did you see the most recent trade that happened? The Jock Peterson, uh, not Jock, the Craig Kimbrell, uh, AJ Pollock one. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I went to Jock Peterson that yeah um I don't like it for the White Sox I think considering what they originally gave up to get Kimbrell it was it's it it'll help I think AJ Pollock will help them but I think they should have gone for Michael Conforto instead and also they probably just should not have traded for Craig Kimbrell in the first place yeah I think that was the whole situation they just handled pretty badly I definitely think it'll make the White Sox become more relevant just because, you know. Well, they needed an outfielder. Yeah, for sure. I just, they have a, they have a great bullpen, even with. uh, Even with Kimball's on. Yeah. I think the problem I have with that White Sox lineup is there's too many right-handed batters. The only, like, lefties they have are, um the the two switch hitters, Moncada and Grandal. Yeah. Although Gavin Sheets is pretty cool. I do like him. I mean, let's just hope that Kimbrell will be a better pitcher than he was. Although Kimbrell on the Dodgers, that's not something to be slept on, though. No, because definitely not. I think the Dodgers are hoping that, like... He goes because... back to what he was with the Cubs. Yeah. For sure. I mean, hey, it's, you know, Braves fans always wanted Freddie Freeman and Craig Kimbrell back on the same team together. True. And I mean, just following the statistics of the last few years, there's definitely been ups and downs in his whole entire career. So I'm excited to see, at least from a mathematical and statistical perspective, how this is going to go. Lewis Kimbrell was good for the Red Sox in 2018. It's just that he didn't sign with the Cubs till after the draft happened because he had a draft pick attached to him. It's the same reason Michael Conforto hasn't signed by this point. And because he started so late, he didn't get a proper spring training and it completely messed him up. Same thing with 2020 and that abomination of a preseason, how that was rushed and didn't work. 
And then like finally in 2021, getting a proper spring training for him definitely helped. And I think the biggest issue why he didn't work out with the White Sox is that he wasn't being used the way he should have, which was he's statistically proven to be the better in the ninth inning. And he was being used in the seventh or eighth, which I, yeah, at least from like what I read, I think that he's, I think the Dodgers are looking at him more to be a closer. Well, yeah, that's what he is. That's not how the White Sox were using him. No, precisely. And that's why I think that, you know, all the ups and downs, there's going to start to be this trend of like greatness. I'm excited to see that. Because I do think that Kimbrell could reason is reasonably on like I would I would confidently say he could probably make the Hall of Fame. I think he still needs to play a few more years. Like if he plays like he did for the first half of last year, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, for sure. There's not many, not many relief pitchers make the Hall of Fame. And also he's a relief pitcher that won rookie of the year in a full 162 season in 2011. Like that's a huge deal. Like, were there any like off-season moves like I mean that really surprised you that they took place? I mean, for me, it's obviously it's like I've said before, Max Scherzer going to I mean but like this, what else yeah. was there? I mean, let's just say March 20th changed my life. I am so happy the Red Sox have Trevor's story now. But does, yeah, I definitely think that it was a great it was a great move for them. I will say that I personally would have moved Kike Hernandez from center field to second base and then moved Verdugo from left to center. And then gone all out to try getting Seo Suzuki or Nick Castellanos. That's what I personally would have. Or even bring Kyle Schwarber back for that matter. And I think the main thing is because being up here, like during that playoff run, I was really confused why they were playing Schwarber at first base when they could have put Bobby Dahl back at first, Kike at second. And then you have an open outfield spot for Schwarber that way. Because the main problem with second base was they couldn't use Jose Iglesias because he was added to the roster too late to qualify for a postseason spot. I mean, if you look up Vogard, he's he's dangerous when he's at bat, but like he's 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 I hate to say he's very weak when it comes to being a defender. Yeah, he's Xander Bogarts weak. is not good defensively. And I do think no, Trevor Trevor Story at second base will definitely be really good. And also, I mean, uh, yeah, I want to say it's Bogarts has an opt-out after this year. If he opts out and they can't get him back, they at least have the insurance of uh, having Story and just being able to shift him back to shortstop. But also that Red Sox, but also for people concerned about like Trevor Story not performing at cores, DJ LeMahieu with the Yankees is all I really need to point out because that's another former Rocky in the AL East that like has been amazing. I mean, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I want to say that this is, although it's not as normal as I would like, but this is considered out of the last two years, the most n- normal season that we're about to have at least like based off double of Double headers will be a full nine innings. Yes. For one thing. I think that, yes. 
so I think so I'm, ex I'm excited for like the swing of things to happen the way that they're supposed to instead of this whole entire pandemic sports that we yeah. had the last two years so I'm excited to see how the teams play out especially with all the big off-season moves that happened trading wise yeah like the whole Yankees twins thing going on like everyone thinks Carlos Correa is going to be a Yankee the twins then trade Isaiah Kiner Falefa and Josh Donaldson to the Yankees meaning that the Yankees just took the money off the twins hands that the twins needed to sign the guy the Yankees wanted which was beautiful to see it was happen amazing. I loved it although I will say Josh Donaldson back in the AL East isn't something people should ignore definitely not because also he gets benefit. Like I don't like saying the word short porch out loud, but I feel like I kind of have to. But I think talking about the AL East in general, that's like one, I'd say that's probably the hardest division to figure out this year. And so I'm curious yes. if you had yeah. any like standing predictions for that. I I've do been... actually. And this is me just looking at statistics individually, uh, like after trades, everything like that. And these are my standings for the AL East. Yeah, I'll read you mine after this. Okay, so it goes Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles. Really? I had Rays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles. You know, it's very odd that you put it like that because that was my very close to my original standings. Yeah, I think the, I think at least the consensus we can agree is that people are sleeping on the Rays, and I don't get why by this point. Because I've seen a lot of people saying that the Blue Jays have like should easily run with this, but the Rays literally won like a hundred games last year, and also yeah. people are saying that oh they're only like good because of their pitching. They were like top two, I know at least top two in runs scored last year. Like they're very much good offensively as they are on the pitching side, and I think that I, I think Corey Kluber and Brooks Raley. Well, I would have liked if they, honestly, they should have signed Nelson Cruz instead of the Nationals. I don't get why we did that. But reasonably speaking, like the Rays pitching lab could easily fix Corey Kluber, and that would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with that. And then the next three between the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees, that you could literally put in any order, and I would agree with you. More, I'd I would prefer the blue. I prefer the Blue Jays in second, just because I think they have a more complete pitching over the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah, I can agree with that in some aspects. Remember, when I did my standings and my predictions, I did it all based off of statistics, and you know that isn't necessarily the most reliable thing to do. However, it's the thing I resorted to because <laughs> normally I wouldn't. But the only reason that I did it this time is because with the last two seasons, I feel that all players in all respects did not show themselves and didn't like play like they were meant to, if that makes any sense. I feel as if I think this, I'm getting what you're saying. Like this COVID sports thing that happened, I feel well, that it's 2020. It's, if you want to like throw that out of the way, I can understand. But 2021 was like a full 162 
except for the Braves only played 161, meaning the Nationals are still technically the correct defending champions, but whatever. It was um, a full 162, but you still had people, you know, like getting COVID. Time because of COVID. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing's going to happen this year. You want to win? Same thing's going to happen this year. Thing. I want to say the same thing. However, I think this year will be different in the respects that things are returning to a normalcy and, you know. Yeah. I, I think in the context that the Blue Jays are going to be able to spend the full year in Toronto, I think that's going to like be the most, the first true sense of like, we're back to normal. But also that whole thing of like, we're anti-vac, like players who are not vaccinated basically meaning like half all the Yankees star players will not be able to play in Toronto. Like that could be the deciding factor between this division is if you don't, if you have a player that's not vaccinated and then they refuse to get it, meaning they cannot play in Toronto, that could be the deciding factor, which sounds stupid when you say it out loud, but the reality is, is that's just how it is. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I feel like when I did my standings and I hated doing my standings this year because normally I'm pretty good about my standings and normally I'm right. But this year I feel like I'm going to be proven wrong in a lot of ways. A lot of the division races this year, I think, are going to be a lot closer. I think we'll get to we'll get to those as well. But I think I think in terms of like this division, like I have Yankees four, Red Sox three. I like was going back and forth between those two because both have really good lineups, but I'm not fully sold on their pitching. Like I think Joey Gallo is going to like go off in Yankee stadium this year. He was like my big draft, uh, my big sleeper pick for when I did my fantasy drafts. You know, this is, it's funny because this is the first year I didn't participate in a draft. Normally I do. But this year I didn't. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I'm glad we at least agreed the Orioles in fifth. That yeah, there's not there's nothing just, really else to say. You wanna know what? I'll be very surprised. <laughs> very surprised if they I mean, go any higher. They have Adley Rushman will allegedly be called up this year, and that's it. That that's it. That's like the only thing I can confidently say that they have to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be very surprised if they end up higher than fifth. They have, a, they have a lot of prospects coming up, but just that their prospects won't be, like, reach their true potential for, like, another few years. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I'll be very surprised. I definitely don't see them being in one out one or two but if they hit three or four i'm gonna be very shocked yeah i think yeah i guess we can move on to the american league central where i feel like the number one team here seems pretty easy and then the rest i don't think it matters i'm two three i can see being at least for what i have to being a toss-up but four five and one i'm pretty sold on those so funny yeah. enough, I changed my standings for this one literally five minutes before we started recording. Uh, just because my, I literally just found out about the trade. So that changed a lot of things. Well, that tra- Either way, that trade doesn't mean anything. 
but yeah. that trade didn't have an impact because I have White Sox one, Tigers two, Twins three, Guardians four, and Royals five. So mine is White Sox one, Tigers two, Guardians three, Royals four, Twins five. What? Twins at five. See, the tw- I think people people are forgetting that the Twins in 2019 and 2020 were one of the best teams, and they're fully powered by offense. I think adding Carlos Correa most definitely helps solidify that. Like, yes, they just fell apart for no reason last year, but I think that they're a team that can probably bounce back the most. So the reason I have them in fifth now is because they did fall apart last year. And, you know, I don't know how put together they have themselves. Well, I haven't is, really been looking at the twins in the off season, and I think that's they had a, on my part. The twins off season was pretty under the radar, I yeah. feel, because aside from Carlos Correa, they also got Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez. Which, because Gary San- Gary Sanchez can be used as a designated hitter if they want to, because they also have other cat another catcher in Ryan Jeffers. However, I didn't understand them trading Mitch Garver to the Texas Rangers because that's how they got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa initially but like I think their lineup is a solid is solid around because also they got they picked up Sonny Gray because the Reds are being cheap and I think yeah and Han, uh not Hanzo Robles uh Hanzo Robles last year Dylan Bundy that's the guy's name I don't know. My standings for AL Central are just all out of whack. I at least we agree on the like number one. Yeah, White Sox are because the problem the White Sox had in the playoffs last year, and this could be said for like the past few years for that matter. The winner of the AL Central has only been getting as high win total as they have because the rest of the AL Central has consistently been terrible. You saw it with Cleveland in 2018, Minnesota in 2019. I mean, 2020, it was 2020, but also Chicago last year. I mean, like, it's been a mess. Like, there was a, I remember 2018 in particular, there was a point where all five teams in that division were below 500. And then Cleveland kind of won it by default. But, like, the White Sox actually have a good one through nine on the field. They have a fantastic pitching rotation. Their bullpen is really good. I liked what they did adding Kendall Graven and Joe Kelly to that. They added my dad's favorite player, Josh Harrison, for, to play second base. And AJ Pollock was the outfield in the outfield spot. I think that they'll they'll I think last year was definitely like the learning experience year. And I think that they'll ha- have that year of experience in the playoffs and be able to like make another push for it. I can agree with you on that. And also I feel like Cleveland the Guardians might be, in my opinion, one of the most overrated teams in baseball because I keep seeing people say that they're content, like playoff contenders this year, which I absolutely disagree with. I, disagree. I do not understand how they could be playoff contenders this year. Literally, I, 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 I don't see it. I don't know. I feel like this season we're in for a lot of surprises. All I will say, the new, like the the new logo for the Guardians, which is like that baseball, with like the wings on it that, that's that logo is growing on me yeah it's 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 definitely growing on me too i didn't like it originally and then yeah, like, i didn't know either I keep looking at it also like, guardians mm-hmm. just seems like a bland name and granted i say that from someone whose whose favorite football team just rebranded to the commanders 
The Commanders at least sounds cool. Oh, and the Kansas City Royals are here too. Um, easy last, they're my easy last place pick. Although I think this year we could, like, I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to, like, I think he might even make their opening day roster. Like, the only, and then the only other team that there is that we haven't talked about is the Detroit Tigers, which we both had in second. It's interesting because um, I, I, I like their offseason. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Tigers might – I don't know. I consider the Tigers very much an underdog just because you don't hear a lot about them. Like, with the, the moves they made were – the moves they made were both um, – were all, for that matter, like, moves that will definitely help them when they're able to start competing again. The only issue I have is that that's not going to be this year because – I don't really know how their pitching looks. Yeah. Because I do, one of my like bold takes for this season is that Casey Mize is going to have his big breakout year because he was, he was the number one overall pick a few years ago. And I feel like this might be the year when he like goes off and shows that. I can see that. But also like I was confused I think we were all confused when they uh, when they picked Javier Baez, that chose to sign Javi Baez over Carlos Correa. I think it was a very bold move. Yeah. Very bold move. For sure. But also, A.J. Hinch is an amazing manager. I think yes. he deserves a lot of credit because the Tigers took a relatively good leap last year. That's why I have them in second. Just because yeah. I feel like they're going to show out this season. Oh, definitely. Oh, you want to go to the AL West? We can go to the AL West. This is another division where I feel like I had a harder time than I probably should have. At least so in regards AL to the top West, two. Yeah. AL West, I don't know. <laughs> the five teams, aside from one, you know, it's I, very... I, I would say it's more a, I would say it's more a three team. I'd say it's more there's three teams at the top rather than four. Yeah. Who who'd you have up there? So unfortunately, my AL West is like the most generic guess in the world because, like I said, statistics. So it's one Astros, two Angels. Three athletics, four mariners, five rangers. Athletics at three. Mm-hmm. I blew up the team. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're two, not and angels are three. I can't read. The 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 A's like traded away all their top players. Yeah. So why do you have them in second? Third them last by a long shot. <laughs> So I put them in second for the sole reason of hope. Maybe, just maybe. Because then again, I don't really pay attention to the ALS only because I absolutely despise the Astros. And I'm sorry if there's any Astro fans listening. I just I I just don't pay attention to the ALS as much as I would like to. See, I think the big story in the ALS this year is going to be the Seattle Mariners. Because the way I have this rank is I have the Mariners in one, Astros two, Angels three, Rangers four, A's five. I A's in five. I'm A's last. I'm perfectly 
satisfy that because all their top players literally got traded away. Like they sent away Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, and Chris Bassett. Like those were the only three like relevant players on the team. I think Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas are next. Texas Rangers, they had a fantastic, they added both Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, which I don't think anyone expected a team to sign two of the top shortstops in the free agent class. But also the Rangers have no pitching. Although I do my one of my big breakout candidates for the team is John Gray because I because he's going from Coors Field, which is the worst pitchers park, to Globe Life, which is considered one of the best. I think we're yeah. really going to see him in that. But then the Astros Mariners at top two are interesting because I really want to buy in on the Mariners because of they were like so close to a playoff spot last year, like they were literally one game out when the season ended but the problem I like and also they made fantastic offseason acquisitions by fleecing the Reds and signing Robbie Ray but I don't know if that's going to be sustainable because their run differential last year was terrible but also this looks like a very fun and young team and I feel like could, they could reasonably break their long playoff curse but also you know, at the same I, I agree with what you're saying but on the other hand, I don't know. I I feel like the Astros and one is just going to happen again. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I When the Astros lost George Springer, I was like, okay, they're probably not, like, the A's are probably going to win the division. And then the, you know, the Astros emerge perfectly fine. But, like, can how well will the Astros survive without Carlos Correa? That's my big question. Also, Zach Greinke is gone as well, although Greinke wasn't really that useful anymore. But, like, they're putting the duties of Carlos Correa in the hands of a rookie, which, while he's projected to be pretty good, I don't know if, like, that's going to work out. And my gut feeling is that it won't. I feel like all eyes need to be on the ALS this season. Yes. And I'm saying that more for myself. And... (laughs) Just because I kind of ignore the, I've ignored the AL West very much in the past. It's because for the past few years, it's just been the Astros dominating everyone. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Let's hope not. I would like to see different teams hit like wild card division championship and the World Series. I would like to see an underdog team in at least the postseason. Because, like, even if the Astros do make the World Series again, if it's an NL East team, then they're 0 for 2 on that. So, but then the other big wild card in this division is going to be the LA Angels. All the, like, they, they got, it's weird to say, they, I feel like I can have to say they got good pitching this offseason. That's, like, all yeah. they fucking did. Well, aside, aside from, well, the only, like, actual, like, batter they signed was re-signing Kurt Suzuki but like the um, all the bullpen help they got looks really good and also Noah Syndergaard but like you know Aaron Loop like was like, probably should have won reliever of the year last year Ryan Tapera has been really good um who else is there Archie Bradley has been good in the past for Arizona there's definitely someone else that I'm forgetting here um, but the point is, like, they 
Oh, and they re-signed Rizal Iglesias long-term, who was fantastic as their closer. I think that the Angels are... If if Mike Trout and stays healthy and Shohei Otani repeats what he did last year, then the Angels are probably playoff bound. And another thing I just want to point out, um, MLB Network has been releasing their top 100 players list. They ranked Mike Trout as number two and Shohei Otani as number one. Um, yeah, that's all I will say about that because MLB Network's an absolute laughing stock. They also put T- Fernando Tatis Jr. over Bryce Harper. But aside I'm from that, so happy you said that, which just pisses me off so much. But the point is, MLB Network's an absolute clown of an organization. But the like if if the Angels stay healthy, if Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon are both back and healthy and Shohei Otani goes ascends to God mode again this team will be a wild card team at best I feel like they could win the division I don't think they will but I think they could be in the playoffs of that by this year let's hope all eyes on the AOS for sure then going to the National League um do we want to start, since we're on the West, do you want to do NL West first? Or should we just sure. do the NL East? Well, we, can NL West, the, we can start well, with the NL West. Well, NL West, it's, there's a very obvious number one. And then the everything, I don't know, there's an obvious number one, two and three, I feel like are changeable. And then four or five, no one cares. So and what are your I, picks? I'm curious because this I is have, one that I really messed around with. I have Dodgers one because, of course, and then I had yeah. my interesting choice was I put Padres two, Giants three, and then Rockies four, Diamondbacks five. Oh my God! So we have the same prediction. Oh, I do like it that. I think I think we can just get this get the easy ones off the bat. Diamondbacks are going to be terrible this year. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm hoping. See, I number one was an obvious. Number two was actually pretty obvious. I yes, actually I had agree. the Rockies originally over the Giants for some period of time when I originally did my predictions. Yeah, I don't know. Really? I'm I'm hoping to see something from the Rockies this season, and I don't know why. Well, all the Rockies did was sign. They overpaid Chris Bryant for some reason. I don't get why they over why they paid Chris Bryant that much money. They just did. <laughs> even though it, even though they lowballed Nolan Arenado, literally gave him away to the Cardinals, and then just go on and sign Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is not a better third baseman than Nolan Arenado is. Like I don't, and also they're not going. Like when you compare them to what the Dodgers did last year, what the Giants did last year, and even to for at least the first half what the Padres did last year, the Rockies don't. The Rockies are not going to be as good. I mean, I correctly predicted last year that CJ Crone was going to be amazing for them in cores, and he was. But I don't know what the question for the Rockies will forever be how will their pitching situation be handled? And it's currently like the exact same as it was, which is not going to pan out well for them. Because in the end, they should have traded Trevor Story at the trade deadline, and they didn't. And that yeah, I just don't like the Rockies and what they did, and they deserve the uh, they need to sell the team. 
not really precisely the reason they ended up number four and did not remain in the number three slot. Exactly. Although I have been to Coors Field and it's beautiful, I will say. And then, actually, let me go back to that. I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to be bad this year, but I will say Zach Gallen. I think when Zach Gallen will be healthy, and also he's been the Diamondbacks' new pitching coach is the old Astros pitching coach, meaning that Zach Gallen is now being uh, paired with the same pitching coach that made Garrett Cole into a god. I think that Zach Gallen might be a pitcher you need to look out for. There's definitely potential over there. Yes, because he's always been a highly regarded prospect. But then, you know, Dodger, uh, I guess the other easy team to talk about is the Dodgers. They were already perfectly fine and said, you know, fuck it, let's just go add Freddie Freeman just for lulls. They realistically did not even need to do that. Yeah. Like I said before, I'm hoping as much as like the Dodgers are in a great shape, I truly don't want them I don't know I just want somebody different in that number one spot well that's why I think the Giants being winning the division last year was so shocking but also it was so cool to see exactly and I feel that it could possibly happen again except I have the Padres in number two I do and I definitely think that the Padres stand a chance of making it to postseason. Because what but I I'm think... hoping that it's not Dodgers Padres. I'm hoping it's Padres and perhaps the Giants. I think the thing with the Padres is that I just can't. Ign- they're like the Tampa Bay Rays in the sense where they're still a good team and you have to acknowledge it. But also, unlike the Tampa Bay Rays, they haven't proved that on a full 162 season. Because I think people are under are underrating the Padres pitching rotation for one thing, because what killed them last year were injuries, and they're going to have a healthy Yu Darvish, a healthy Blake Snell, a healthy Denelson Lamette. They get Mike Clevenger back. That's something people keep forgetting. Like the Padres are a strong, like I would argue, a top three rotation. I would say they're up there when fully healthy up there with the Brewers and Mets in terms of best rotation. But also their lineup is also insane for one thing. Again, Michael Conforto might, I, I, they should not trade for Brian Reynolds and the Pirates. I don't get why they seem so desperate to do that. Trading for superstar players is what is not the only way you can do it. Like seriously. Stop it. Speaking of the Pirates, you want to move to the NL Central? Yeah. Well, I, we haven't talked about the Giants yet. Uh, and I think well, the thing with the Giants is I want them to succeed. I want them to win the division again. The problem is, considering like all the players they have, I don't know if they can. And you that's know, just I'm hoping because there's there's hope there. Because the Giants emerged as like the National League version of the Rays, where they developed a super strong bullpen. You pumped analytics like steroids into all their players. Their pitching was insane last year, and they all they bolstered it up really well. Like they had a good offseason, and I think they will definitely be playoff contenders next year. The problem is, is can they be best record in the entire league again? 
and I personally don't think they can. Yeah, that's why they're number three. Because I yes. don't think they can either. But they're Although definitely I, they're definitely a team to watch yes. for. Because I and feel I, like we might be surprised. And I do love me some Logan Webb. I love that guy. <laughs> you heard so, it here, folks. Folks, lo- Avi, Avi loves. Logan Webb. Yeah. All right, so now we can talk about the NL Central. This one is, this one is where I... I had a harder time deciding for this one than I should have for the top. I probably Me shouldn't too. have made the debate. So I had Milwaukee Brewers 1, St. Louis Cardinals 2, and then Chicago Cubs 3, Cincinnati Reds 4, and Pittsburgh Pirates 5. Okay, we have the same prediction. The problem I had is for the longest time, I convinced myself the Cardinals were going to win this division. I don't know why I just had that gut feeling in my ins- in I just had that gut feeling that the Cardinals were going to be better than the Brewers this year, which seems weird because the Brewers dominated the division last year. But then you need to remember that the Cardinals had a 17 game winning streak last year to take a playoff spot when no one expected them to. And also, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I would like to see, maybe this is just me, and I don't know why, but, you know, because I have Cardinals in number two and Padres in number two, I would love to see the wild card between the Padres and the Cardinals, and I don't know why. Well, we have well, that I in 2020. I know, but I would like to see it again. I think the thing with the Cardinals, I'm not fully sold on their pitching. I, I think their bullpen will be good. But like I'm not that sold on their starting pitching, and especially because I think Jack Jack Flaherty is injured, I believe. Yeah. And also, like their ace is going to be Adam Wainwright. But but like, hey, Albert Pujols is back, so that's going to be cool at least. And also, like Pujols was like actually pretty good, like like at, against lefties last year. Like I can reasonably see him getting the 21 home runs he needs to reach 700 this year. I will, I will forever stand by the fact that Yadier Molina is getting way too much credit than he deserves. And so that when Yadier Molina retires at the end of the season, the Cardinals will already be have an upgrade at uh, catcher just from him retiring alone. I'm so glad that you said that. I am so glad that you just Because someone that. needed to say that. And so I was like, I will. We only speak the facts here, folks. Only the yes. facts. Well, like the reason I did end up going with the Brewers over the Cardinals because they're the Bre- that Brewers pitching rotation is just ridiculous. Their pitching it in total is, is just ridiculous. It absolutely is. Like holy shit, <laughs> Gordon Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and Adrian Hauser. Like what? <laughs> what the fuck? I will say the reason I did put Cardinals over Brewers initially is because the Brewers hitting is very sketchy. Um. I do not, like, Willie Adamas was great for them, but if Christian Yelich, um, unless Christian Yelich goes back to God mode, this team is not going anywhere. And that's exactly why they lost to the Braves in the NLDS last year, because yes. their hitting just fell off hard. Yes. Oh, I know. Wait, wait, hon. They made that trade for Hunter Renfro that, like, I never understood when it happened. I really forgot that. That, that was, like, the last big move before the lockout hit. Was, oh yeah. It was Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr., which I was like, what the fuck are the Red Sox doing? 
And I was like, okay, so this means the Red Sox have to be signing Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber. But no, it was Jackie Bradley. Hunter Renfro will be good for him. That's like he'll be fine. He's great defensively. Great power bat. Yes. I forgot about that. I don't I know. Didn't see until just now. <laughs> the lockout just kind of screwed everything up for me. Yeah. But then Chicago Cubs, Cincinnati. All right. Cincinnati Reds just should not have blown it up, blown up their core. I don't get why they did that. Like that made zero sense to me because they were like a few pitchers away. Like they just needed a bullpen and they would have been perfectly fine. Like Nick Castellanos had the opt out in his contract. Okay, he was still fantastic for you. So then why are you trading Sonny Gray? Like, why are you trading Amir Garrett? Like none of that none of that made sense. I like how we both just completely are like, yeah, the pirates are gonna end up in fifth. Well, okay, no I will say, players, and I'll get if we if we end up talking about award, like I will say in terms of awards, I have a even though the pirates sent him down for surface time manipulation. I still have Emil Cruz winning Rookie of the Year in the NL. That man's going to take the league by storm. Yes. For sure. Which is so, why so, originally I had the Pirates over the Reds. For that reason and that reason. No, nah, the, pir- the, pi- the Pirates, the Reds still have an okay team. I think they should, if they're going to shed payroll, they might as well just trade Mike Moustakis. Yes. <laughs> which I still feel like he's just destined to be a national. Like I felt it during the offseason when he signed with Cincinnati, and I still feel it now. He was destined to be where a curly W. I don't know why. I just do. But also, the Chicago Cubs, um, they had a sneaky good offseason for what it's worth. Like Marcus Stroman, Jonathan VR, Wade Miley, um, Michael Givens. They got Seiya Suzuki, which really surprised me. I really thought he was going to the Red Sox. But, like, they – my biggest problem with the Cubs that during the second half after they traded everyone away is that every – like, they were being carried offensively by Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom. And I I am – my – I do not think either of those two are going to do what they did last year again. My, yeah. my big stance, you know, at least in terms of the Cubs – is that Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom are going to regress hard. Like, it is not going to be pretty. Anyways, there's only one division left. My my personal favorite division, well, for one of the teams, but I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Um, Your team is number four. I'm sorry. What? The Nats are number four. I'm sorry. I have the Nats at number five. I'll have the Marlins at number five. I don't know. The Marlins are going to be better than the Nationals this year. Um, <laughs> I, can, no. I can confidently say that. Uh, Bro. What's your, <laughs> what's your top three for the division? Like how you have Braves, more fit- Mets. Phillies, Braves, Mets? Interesting. Yeah. I have Braves, Mets, Phillies. I, I, we need to finish this Marlins-Nationals discussion first. You're giving – I like how you have more faith in my team than I do. I just find that hysterical. Well, I, I'm also from Florida. I would like to I mention too. that. Uh, that's true. And we, in American sports, 
specifically, except basketball, because for some odd reason, the Heat are just gods. But I'm not here to talk about basketball. Yeah, the Heat are good. Occasionally, the you Dolphins. <laughs> occasionally. The Marlins are good occasionally. I mean... The Marlins, I have, the Marlins have, like, a super under-the-radar pitching rotation. Like, yeah, I have Sandy Alcantara winning Cy Young this year. I mean... Originally had the Nats in five. However, the Marlins start their season off really bad and then end up doing okay. But you know, I know, I know Miami's opening. I know Miami's opening day is in San Francisco. Yes, it is. I know that like, don't they start the season on a West Coast trip? Yes, I believe okay. so. But um, I don't know. I feel like the Marlins won't remain in last place throughout the season but I think they'll end up in last place because this the Marlins have had this trend and I don't know why of just doing like really good and then just you know or like doing really bad and then like doing really good and then it's just not in enough time in order to put them in a position that's higher than being in last the thing with the Marlins, I think they're going to be carried by the fact that they have a really good young pitching rotation. Because like I guess if I have Sandy Alcantara winning the Cy Young this year, because he is going to be a, like he's going to be absolutely insane. And also, they have a lot of good young players. Like aside from Sandy Alcantara, like I really like Jazz Chisholm and Brian De La Cruz, and uh, Brian Anderson as well. Um, but another guy like. Their two big offseason bats were Jorge Soler and Avi Garcia, which I'm still salty that the only player in the league named Avi went to an NL East team. That's not mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, they're, they're not bad. Like, I think their bullpen's, not- their bullpen's pretty sketchy. But like, the basic foundation of their team is there. And, like, like I've seen people mm-hmm. saying they could be a sleeper team for a wild card. I don't think they will. But I, I think, think so this, I think this is the year we finally start seeing their rebuild and their top prospects actually. See, but I don't think this job. is the year that they get out of last place. I think we'll definitely see stuff from the Marlins, and they're definitely a team in order to keep in sight. However, I don't think that this will be the like they'll show out and we'll be very surprised. But I don't think this is, will be their year to show off. Like, I don't think they're going to be, I think they're going to be this year what the Tigers were last year, where, you know, no one had any real expectations for them, but their young players started to show up. They didn't have big breakouts, but they're going to start showing up. I mean, gonna let's, take notes. let's like, I think, hope that these young players didn't catch Miami cold feet during the offseason. Hey, I mean, the Miami Heat are good. The, the Florida Panthers are good. Miami Dolphins might be good. We can say the Marlins can't be good. But we're not here to talk about those sports. And then, yeah, the top, uh, I have to say, the Nationals are, our tank this year is going to be absolutely legendary. Like, for for people saying that the Nationals are going to be, like, okay, we're not. They're absolutely not. (laughs) I'm just straight up saying that now. We are going to have the one of the greatest tanks you are ever going to see because the Braves, Mets, and Phillies are going to be out for blood this year. And the way the division is going to be determined is who can beat the Nationals and the Marlins the most. And that, 
like last like last year in the AL East, the reason the Rays won the division is because they beat the Orioles the most. The amount of like the the gap in the division the Rays had from the Yankees was the exact amount of wins that the Rays had against the Orioles versus the Yankees had versus the Orioles. Same things can be the case this year. But when I say that like games against the Nationals are going to be must win for all the other teams, they have to be must win games for the other teams. Now, granted, we have some great young players in Josiah Gray, Kbert Ruiz, Lane Thomas, Juan Soto, of course. But that's it. <laughs> that's all we have. Our offseason moves made no sense, being just either guys you're going to trade at the trade deadline, like Steve C. Shack or Nelson Cruz, or hell, even Ari Adrianza, for that matter. But also, I can honestly see a world where we don't trade any of those guys because Mike Rizzo is like, trying to overthink everything here in this essay i will <laughs> that's I what why, i'm trying to guess i don't know why but whenever i look at the nl east i just think of mean girls and i think that's a very bad comparison i don't know it feels like the nationals and the marlins one of them ends up being like katie heron and then you have the philly braves and mets and you just have regina george and oh no, the team. Mets are the Regina George of this division because they're oh yeah, a hundred percent. They're the big rich kid that thinks they run everything, buys all the expensive stuff, and it's going to implode in front of them. That is the that honestly might be like the perfect analogy. That's yes. that's that's the perfect <laughs> analogy. Come now that I say that out loud. But yeah. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is this is going to the the, the tank year for the Nationals. It's going to be rough. I'm going to hate it, but then again, I'm going to remember that the Nationals might be legitimate contenders for the number one overall pick this year. And then I realize that's a draft lottery, and even if we do have the worst record in the league, then we might not even get the first overall pick. But the point is, is we have promising players, but the problem I have with how this tank year is going to go is the fact that when you tank, you're supposed to have only young players so that way you can um so that way you can you know have young players develop that would be great if the nationals decide to actually use young players instead of old veterans past their prime see alcides escobar michael franco and d strange gordon also they're living the nationals live too much in 2019 i could go on about this team i might just make a youtube video talking about why this team's going to ruin their own tank Damn, plugging <laughs> inside of our podcast, Avi. Sorry, although sorry, sorry. I'm, I, was gonna, I'm, I meant to save that plug for the end, but the point is, <laughs> I'm, I'm Avi's number TV. one subscriber and number one fan. But you guys should go subscribe. hundred. I was gonna leave. I was gonna leave the plug till the end. I just had to oh, get that out there. Our biggest off-season addition was some sick new jerseys. That's the point I'm trying to get to here. I don't know, and you just said like the magical line of like the whole entire idea about tanking is the Marlins are literally all young players. That's what the Nats and, are not doing. Alcides Escobar has no trade deadline value. But that's why I think the Marlins are going to fail. And then like next season, we're definitely going to see some changes. And maybe yes, towards the end of this season too. Well, no, it's part of a rebuild is you play young players to see which young players can develop best and be part, become of that next core. That's See, not but what that's precisely doing. why the Marlins are number five for me because they don't like 
they don't but know where these young players. I like are how I'm actively out. arguing for my favorite team to be worse. <laughs> I like that. how that's <laughs> that's where we've gotten to by this point. Uh, can we please switch to the? We, we we need to talk about this top three teams. Fine. I find it interesting you put the Phillies at one. I definitely agree the Mets are not winning this division, especially with the news entry we got at Jacob Degrom from earlier today, which. You know, it sucks because even as a fan of a division rival, I have to admit that watching Jacob deGrom pitch is absolutely amazing. And the fact that he keeps getting injured is terrible for the game. So but at the I'll same say, time, he's not play, at the same time he's not pitching opening day. Yeah. You know, that other guy is going to. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'll explain to you kind of where my head was at. So obviously the Mets aren't winning. I don't think they were gonna get a wild card, hence why I didn't put them. That's that's bold. I'll give you that. Very. But we're making bold decisions this year. Um, since, you know, the Braves had a great season last season, I have Yeah, they, great for... season. They only won the World Series. <laughs> trying to play it off, okay? Playing it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. We have, you know, now that they won a World Series, I, I – I had them at number one for a while. And then I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to put the team that honestly deserves to see the light of day being number one. And this is what, this is, yeah. Being, again, most of my picks are biased, again, because the Nationals thing. But like, Philly doesn't, the Phillies don't deserve it. I may I for it. I have no reason to be. Neither do the Astros. I yeah, but we we won. We the Nationals beat the Astros. That's why I never cared about them in the first place. But like now, for what it's worth, I was rooting for the Astros in the World Series last year. Division rival being there all side. The point is, is like, I will give them credit. They have without a doubt a fantastic lineup. They have no. I don't like their pitching. I think Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are two very good. And the rest of their pitching is kind of blank for me. I mean, Kyle Gibson, I know Kyle Gibson will be all right. Like some of like actually, and they're Corey Knable. They added Corey Knable, they're both in like really Juris Familia and Brad Hand. That's the best you could do there. Like Brad Hand was absolutely terrible for the Nationals and the Blue Jays last year and the Mets. And I don't get why the Phillies were trying to do that. Now, I, I will say, Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, you know, the Kyle Schwarber thing broke my heart because I literally got a Kyle Schwarber Nationals t-shirt for my birthday a few months ago. I was at the ALCS game when Kyle Schwarber hit that grand slam. And Kyle Schwarber has just statistically been good when I'm in the stands for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm proud of it. And now I'm sad because he's going to the, he's on the Phillies now. But also, Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, they're going to be really good for the Phillies this year. Yes. I, I and cannot that's deny that. That's precisely Their why. Their lineup is disgusting. Yeah. That's another reason why I have them a number one. Another thing is looking at it, you know, there's just been this trend that whenever a team wins a World Series, they don't perform as good as the season like in the season after after winning. So, you know, that definitely I mean, had yeah. a huge thing to do with the fact that I put the Phillies above the Braves. I do think that the Braves will be good this season because, I mean, the Braves are just a powerhouse. The, Bra- 
the the Braves have always they've just been good, much to the discretion of like much to the hate of like every NL East team. The Braves are just always going to be good. But also, you do bring up a good point. Like, you no, know, the last time a team won back to back World Series was the Yankees in the nineties. Nineties, right? And I that don't know. That is a good point. Maybe for some reason, I'm perhaps I could be proven wrong. You know, that's the fun thing I, about this. I think but that the I don't Braves, think I will be. I think the Braves are definitely. I think they're going to. They're easily a top two team in the NL. Like the Dodgers are easy number one. But I think while the Braves are definitely number two by quite a bit, I think the Braves are still going to be really good. Like we saw the Astros and when the Astros won in 2017, put all, all the thing you assume about it aside, the Astros in 2018 were also really freaking good. Like, and the reason the Astros lost in the end in 2018 was because they ran into the Red Sox who were also on a historically good pace that year. And you also saw the same thing with the Astros in 2019 when they fell one game short of a World Series. 2020, one game short of making the World Series. And 2021, they made the World Series again. The Astros have been consistently good. And I think the Braves are going to be doing the same. Because also, yes, they lost Freddie Freeman, but they also got Matt Olsen and extended him for such a cheaper rate than everyone thought they would. I think you could make an argument that Matt Olson is better than Freddie Freeman. I personally don't think he is now. I think by the end of next next year, you definitely could say he is. Yes, for sure. You know, and after I did my standings and everything like that, I started like coming up with predictions for the postseason. And unfortunately, I I hate my predictions. For the postseason, however, they make sense. Uh, here's my quick PSA to Nats fans. We literally got a return for him, and also we are not the team that lost him in free agency, technically speaking. Get over it. I haven't, but get over it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I needed to say that out loud. Well, like also they got Mark Hanna, Starling Marte, and Eduardo Escobar. Like those are gonna be significant upgrades to their lineup. Although you could make the argument that they're not upgrades, they're just replacements. Like, they're just replacing Jonathan VR with Eduardo Escobar. You're just replacing Michael Conforto with Mark Hanna. Oh, yeah, Sterling Marte will be, fan- will be really good. He was great for Oakland and Miami. And that's a but, huge uh, issue I have, that it's the whole idea of replacing instead of, yeah. you know, seeing Upgrading. where... Yeah. Great. They, the, the Braves have like low key one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yes. I think people are forgetting. Yes, they added Colin McHugh and Kenley Jansen, but also the Braves added Kirby Yates like very early in the offseason. And Kirby Yates was kind of forgotten about because he had Tommy John surgery last year. But like, he's going to be back and he's going to be very effective for the Braves, which is part of like, I think that Braves bullpen is a key as to why I think they're going to be good. And also their pitching is going to be good because of course it is. <laughs> like that's all I can say about the Braves. They're going to be good even if you don't want them to. That's all we're gonna have to deal with it. I think the next thing there is to talk about would be which teams do we think are playoff bound and which ones are not. So I guess I'll start with the wild card. 
wild card. Uh, well, I think this one will start with AL on this one. Yeah. So for AL, um, my division winners, I, in terms of the division winners, I have Rays, White Sox, Mariners. For who I think will like get the buy from the wild card round, I think the Rays are definitely a lock for that. And then between the Mariners, White Sox, I feel like I would have more confidence in the White Sox getting the two seed. So for me, because, you know, I had Yankees in second, you know, I gave them the wild card with the A's because I had them in second as well. And the Yankees just are going to completely dominate the A's. And now I see that my prediction is maybe very generic. However, I think the A's are going, like I said before, I think the A's are going to reach a point in the season where they're just going to show out and just do phenomenal. And I don't know why I think that's you think going the to A's are gonna, You think the A's are going to moneyball again? Yes, precisely. If they do that, that because I think recently the A's probably could totally do that and like take the league by storm again. I don't think it will, but like we have to factor in that like these these are the A's we're talking about. They could if they tried. And I think they will try. I think every team that you know isn't necessarily spoken about because I would like to say that there's very much this divide in many baseball discussions of teams that you know everybody knows and then you have the ones that people don't really pay attention to yeah and like that was I think the best example of that would be last year in the ALDS you had the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox a team everyone knows about and a team no one really pays attention to yeah I think we need more of that Like for me, my wild card teams for the AL would be uh, because I would, I want since I had the Rays winning the division, I go and uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox, and then the other one being the Astros. I wanted to give that last spot to the Angels over the Red Sox, but I feel like I could just had to I had to give it to the Red Sox, not because I live here, but like I they're just better. Not because your co-hosts are literally a huge. I yeah, sure that too. <laughs> I mean, you have more faith in the Nationals than I do, for what it's worth. But then, in in the National League, um, I have the Braves and Dodgers having the buy round for the wild card, because in my eyes, they are a consensus top, the top two teams in baseball, at least for me. Then my wild card teams, I have Padres, Giants, and Mets. Even though so... I think it would be absolutely, I think it would be absolutely hysterical if the Mets find a way to not make the playoffs. So I think that's if the Padres the are going to take it. Yeah. What well, I have no, written here is yeah. Padres and Cardinals. So I definitely think the like, Padres. Because part of me good. really wants to give the spot that I think would go to the Mets to the Cardinals. Because I just feel like, you know, knowing how the world works, that would happen. Like that just would happen. Yeah, no, I, I gave I, it to the Cardinals. I was like, I'm not giving it to the Mets. It's not like, happening. Thing is, I right, thing is, one of my like I came up with a bold prediction for all 30 teams. One of my prediction, my prediction for the Mets was that they're gonna go through a stretch where both they lose both Degrom and Scherzer, and that stretch is gonna be the true test, and they're gonna fail it. 
and that's going to be where their inevitable year-long, like their inevitable August collapse happens. Definitely agree with that. I don't know. Was, I'm kind of dismissing the Mets this season. I will have my eye on them. However, they have promise, a lot I can't. to fix. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Also, people are, people, people are just choosing to ignore that the Mets bullpen is not that good. Like, the Edwin Diaz will be good. I think Edwin Diaz is all right. But I think Edwin Diaz will be good. But, like, what other what other bullpen do they have? Like, yeah. I don't understand what other bullpen that the Mets do have. Yeah, no, they, their bullpen is just a mess right now. Like, they added – their only additions were Chase and Shreve and Adam Ottavino. Yeah. Which I'm not that sold on, especially because Adam Ottavino was not that good with the Red Sox last year. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's... I think the Mets, if they can just get, you know, get their the stuff the... together. Well, yeah, the problem with the Mets is if they stay healthy, they will be good but they haven't been able to not get hit by injuries. Literally, if the Mets go a full season without getting affected by injuries as bad as they traditionally do, they probably will have won a World Series by this point. But there's a reason they haven't. I'm starting to get... My my salty Nationals fan side is starting to emerge, and I I went down that path earlier in this episode. I can't do that again. (laughs) I'll be willing... I'll save that for another, for another time. He'll he'll save it for his three-hour-long for for, video going to be going. Yes, my three-hour analysis on the Washington Nationals. <laughs> my God. So, anyways, um, do you have like a do you have a World Series matchup in mind? I do. Unfortunately, it's Yankees and Dodgers, with the Yankees winning. I don't even have the Yankees in the playoffs, which is that just says a lot about the AL East. That I think alone is I say, yeah, I have Dodgers, Blue Jays. I may have. I want. I, at a very. Oh, sorry. I, 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 I want. Have. I want blue. I want a playoff series of Blue Jays, White Sox. I think we absolutely need that because that would be like two of the most young and fun teams in the game. Like, that would be such an epic ALCS. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. I don't know. I have the Yankees and the Astros. I have a very high standing, or, like, a very high, um, I don't want to say, like, I want the Rays to do really well, but I do. I want the Rays to reach the point where, like, you know, they hit the ALDS. However, with the Yankees being a wild card and just completely dominating the A's is what I see happening. You know, the Yankees are going to completely dominate the Rays. And I don't know why, but for some reason, as good as the Rays are, once it hits postseason, they just don't perform well. I think part of that the issue is that the Rays are built on, like, you kind of have to micromanage a lot. Yeah, in, like, in the postseason, micromanaging isn't always the most ideal thing. Like it cost them in twenty twenty, 
it, you could say it cost them in 2021, you know, 2019 micromanaging is what led to the Astros downfall. 2018, it led 2018 and 2017, it led to the Dodgers downfall. Like micro, like it's part of why I will never, I refuse to acknowledge that Dave Roberts is a good manager because he just over, he micromanages the Dodgers way too much, especially in the playoffs. And like, I want to pick the Dodgers to win the World Series this year. I feel like that you have to say that they're in the World Series, but they haven't, their last World Series championship was in a 60 game season. And like, I can't fully respect them until they win it in a 162 game season again. Because I definitely some, see them making it to the World Series. I don't see them winning the World because, Series. Because take it from me, I, I hate the fact I'm about to bring up 2019 again. I did not think the Nationals were going to beat the Dodgers in 2019. And because they, because the Dodgers could not beat that Nationals team in 2019, that was the moment I realized, like, until they win a full one six a World Series in 162 games, I cannot fully give them the respect I feel like they deserve. I can I can see where you're coming from for sure. You know, 2019 season was just amazing. I yeah, that, I have that, to yeah. say, it's one but of like, my favorite not, seasons. Like even I have to admit, it's not 2019 anymore. It's part of why yes, I am Avi, upset with it's 2020. It's it's part of why I am upset with what the Nationals are doing, going back to before, because it's not 2019 anymore. Why are you giving away the Steven Strasburg World Series MVP bobblehead in 2022? Like, okay, I understand you couldn't do it in 2020, but then do it 2021. Like, it's, again, I'm not, this isn't my Nats rant. I might just have to do a full separate, that I'm doing, I have to leave as a separate thing. But like, yeah. Avi will Point be plugging his YouTube will, channel numerous yes. amounts of times throughout this episode. Throughout this, yes. But I will say another World Series matchup that would be like the most fun thing in the world would be uh, Blue Jays versus Padres. Yes, have, like, I would most, love to see that. That would be such a good World Series matchup. I don't think the Padres are going to be, I don't think the pod like unless the Padres like play up, the, the problem with the Padres, they've consistently failed to play up to expectations. And like until they finally do that, them like the Dodgers, I have to. That's why it's very hard to have them at number two. That's because the again, exact reason. Put the, again, because I feel like the Giants will be like, if the Giants do what they did last year again, they'll be legitimate World Series contenders again. Like, hey, if the Giants do this year what they did last year, then I will give the Giants the respect they deserve. After all, my World Series matchup in 2021 was raised Giants. I'm not saying the Giants can't do it. It's just I'm, I feel like the whole 2021 season for the Giants was on momentum, and I need to see them get that momentum again. Yes. But like I said, I think this season in comparison to the last two, you know, I think yes, we're I think it'll definitely feel the for, most normal. I think we're in for a lot of surprises just because, you know, us going yeah. back to normal and just the feeling of it being normal is back, you know? Yeah. And I, you, you've seen it with like other sports. So I'm like, hoping. Like the NHL, for example, the fact that like they can have Canadian and American teams like cross the border and play each other normally, that's 
very like that just showed like how we're back to normal i think for baseball it's gonna be the fact that like crowd will stadiums will be at 100 percent capacity from the beginning and also that the blue jays will be able to play in toronto again you know and i think maybe at least i'm not a blue jays fan but i know people who are i know that some of them feel as if the blue jays now have a fair chance you know i have them very low in my predictions. However, I do believe that, you know, the fact that they are going home and they have the ability. Because yes, the Blue Jays were like statistic played statistically the best at Rogers Center last year. From what oh, I yes. Yes. Like they were fantastic when playing there. And I think you know, that getting the full season there, like, yeah, like they did lose Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray, but like Kevin Gosman was gonna I think Kevin Gosman will be a perfectly fine replacement for Robbie Ray and Matt Chapman will be Matt Chapman was injured last was playing through an injury last year that's that's my stance on that maybe just maybe just because we're doing this podcast I will find my way to come to a Red Sox game yeah <laughs> maybe we'll I get see. student discounts on tickets but yeah no if you if you came up here I I, I wouldn't say now oh yes for, I'm going to shamelessly plug because you did it earlier. Go yeah. check out my Instagram. Avi knows what it is and he'll probably edit it into this video. I'll put it I'll put it on the video. It'll be in all the links. There's a link tree in my bio and there's literally when you click on it, the second one is Red Sox stats. And I have the ones from last year and I will be filling them in for this year. If you're interested into what the Red Sox are up to. I would do it for every other team. But then again, I don't care about any other team. I just exactly. care about the statistics. Like last year, I last year I wrote down every single Nationals home, every time I got a notification for each Nationals home run with the idea that I would be making a compilation at the end of all of them. I gave up like halfway through August because I just didn't care anymore. But the point is, is like, if you have a favorite team, you know, it's okay to pay attention to them more than others. But for... <laughs> episode purposes and this podcast purposes we will be paying attention to oh yeah absolutely i promise avi will learn to not go on three hour rants about the naps i'll do a three hour rant for every team this year (laughs) every episode is just gonna be a different team of us ranting yeah no we're just kidding that's not what's gonna happen (laughs) i really hope not we really don't have a plan for the way that this is going to go. This is literally just a conversation. Yeah, no, we're just spitballing this as we go. It's like how I said in the intro of this. We don't have, like, we we probably should have prepared this ahead of time on how we were going to format this. But the fact that we didn't, I feel like that's going to, that'll help it, if anything. Like, we just wrote generic notes on what we wanted to talk about in this one. And then we just kind of rolled yeah. with it. Oh, yes, for sure. Like I, I said. Even know. There are so many players, so many teams, and so many things to pay attention to this season. Like I said, Joe Ryan for AL Rookie of the Year. I'm literally like Julio Rodriguez exists. You know what I mean? Bobby Witt Jr. exists. So that that's literally a toss-up in the air. I don't know. I normally get very lucky in my predictions because they are, you know, based on a mathematical formula. Yes, I will bring up the fact that I, like, love statistics in every episode because that's who I am. It's understandable. understandable. (laughs) I'm excited to see how things play out. 
I don't necessarily want to say that I agree with all my predictions, but oh, no. when in Plenty doubt, trust math. I do not agree with. <laughs> when in doubt, trust math. Yeah. When in doubt. Yeah, I say I don't agree with mine, but that's just the fact that, like, it was a very tough call. You know, and I would like to say that perhaps if we continue doing this podcast, which I'm hoping that we do. I hope I we mean, continue it too. Honestly, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I think because of the last two seasons, I feel like our predictions were very hard to do just because we don't oh, really have exactly. a basis to go off yeah. of. I mean, if we were doing this in 2019, which is Avi's favorite I, year. I, 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 I. <laughs> that year, hey, hey, for what it's worth, that year I put Nats at number one as a complete joke, and I was and it right. Happened. I said Nats in six over the Yankees, and I was a lot more correct about that than I probably should have been. But I correctly predicted they would. Well, I get, of course, I would. Of course, wait, do I even still have that document? Oh well, I, I mean, have 2018 have was my favorite year, not just because of well, yeah. won the World Series, but because right. I got to meet Avi in person. Well, that yeah, that too. I I have my <laughs> well, yeah, that I too. have <laughs> I have my official document from from my 2019 predictions. I got I missed the Nationals win. The Nationals in 2019 were 93 and 69. I said they would be 94 and 68. God damn. <laughs> you know, I got like, wow, I did so much better than I, wow, I got all the division winners right. I know, except for one. I got five of the six division winners. Um, I had the Twins in first place of the division. Wow, I did significantly better. Wow, got it. Yeah. I correctly predicted the Nats versus Brewers playoff series. Um, I had the I had Yankees Red Sox a year too early. I correctly predicted the Nats would play both the Dodgers and the Brewers in the playoff series in the playoffs that year, and then I ended up having the I ended up having Nats and uh, oh no, oh my God, wait, I didn't. Ha- it wasn't Nats and six. It was Nats and seven. Holy shit. <laughs> Wow! Welcome to Avi talking about. I know. I need again. Yeah, stop. Wow, I'm. I'm gonna have to share this in the video part as well. God damn! Wow. Wow! I was on a roll back then, but that's again. That was three years ago. We're not talking about three years ago. I really. I'm gonna. I'm. We're gonna need to start like a count of how often I bring up three years ago on this. Do it. Please, it'll be an ongoing thing. Oh, it, yes, it absolutely will. Um, all right. We can do a count for you how many times you bring up 2019 and me um, how many times I bring up the fact that I love statistics. That is true. All right. Do we want to like wrap this up? Yes. We've been going for quite a bit here. Um, follow yes, us on our various me. social media platforms. We will be, uh, it'll be on Instagram at out of the box podcast 22 uh and we definitely, also have, and yeah, definitely so make sure to follow our tiktok or our instagram and our youtube because our YouTube. we will be yes our lovely youtube 
Oh, and make sucks. sure to share Jeez. this podcast with your friends, even if they're not interested in baseball, you know, just for the jokes. Come hang out with us. Even it, helps boost, it helps boost our self-esteem. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, thanks for listening. Uh, See you next you week. Plug, do you want to plug your personal stuff as well? Uh, yeah, here you go. It's plugged. <laughs> At S-I-V-O-N June with two E's. Uh, uh, my link tree is in my Instagram bio. You can just go ahead and go off of that because you'll find everything there. Yeah, my Instagram is the aviator, the underscore avi underscore aviator 43 or the aviator 43. Um, or if my- it's easier for you guys listening, just follow the out of the box podcast 22 Instagram. We you know, we'll be we're posting both on clips. There. We'll be posting clips there, stats, funny memes. I don't know. We'll be, we're working on that one too. Yes. And, and a little hint both of our personal Instagrams are in the bio. So it couldn't be any easier. And our personal Instagrams also have links to the rest of our social media platforms. It's like everything comes full circle. Exactly. Thanks for hanging with us out of the box.